everyone. Welcome, y'all, to On The Sofa with Sisu, with me, Olajide Alibi, and my dear friend. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded a little bit... Um, Sinister. Yeah. <laughs> uh, me, Louisa. Um, and on today's episode, we cover uh, a number of topics, <laughs> starting with, should we edit the past? Should it be deleted? Indeed. Uh, is it necessary to introduce yourself with your sexuality? Do we need to be introducing ourselves that way or not? Mm. We'll get into it. Um, we talk about, well, we're about to about to create a movement here, I think, around boycotting theme days. Ooh, mic drop. Um, and we talk about the importance of storytelling and why storytelling can help with representation. Um, and we finally touch on who is doing the right thing out there. Who is doing the right thing? Is anyone doing the right thing? Anyway, catch all those amazing topics on the sofa with Sisu, episode number five. Enjoy the show. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. So how's your week been this week? Tell me all been a jam-packed week this week jam-packed everyone jam-packed <laughs> <laughs> oh yes it's been a good week um i've been on babysitting duties um oh, yeah, recently yeah had the kids um little how many in sienna well actually i ended up I only ended up having a Raffi overnight in the end. Uh, mm. But Sienna came round with Lauren, which was so nice. Um, we watched The Grinch. The kids had a bath together. They absolutely flooded the bathroom. But it was nice to watch because they were just like having the best time. Oh, my God. I need to have a bath in that bath. Yeah, it's a good bath. Yeah. I do love having the kids. I've actually said, I said to Lauren, I need to have the kids more because, one, it, it makes me save money. <laughs> Two... It stops me from getting seriously boozy and having like a three-day hangover. <laughs> <laughs> and three, it's just warming. I love them. They're jokes. Them, they're funny. And you can give them back. Can give them back. Yeah, but I've got my own, so that really doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so I did that. And then we had a nice brunch with the girls. Went to the florist in Watford. That was sweet. Um... Went to the Lion King on Sunday mm. with Maisie and Ricky. Oh my god! It's the second of life. I mean, you literally could be in it. I could, right? I've yeah. always wanted to be in the Lion King. Yeah. I've always wanted to be that woman that comes on and goes. Yes. <laughs> Look at me. Sisu, coming to a theatre near you. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was absolutely wicked because Mains has recently started theatre school and she... <laughs> no, not nice. That is... <laughs> Glad I didn't have that. That is disgusting. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a sip of my drink. Mm. And it is not good. Delish. What is it? Jesus. Um, yeah. Don't bring it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we're back. Um, yeah, so that was really that was really fun because she's recently started theatre school and she's like just everything's about. I actually don't theater, th I think dancing. Singing. I actually feel like even though she's only just started theatre school, she's been in theatre school of her own for the last oh, six years. Literally, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Maisie Show, yeah, yeah it's absolutely. literally the Maisie Show all the time, and I'm like, that's what like, I say to people when people are like, "What's she like?" I'm like, she basically lives her life as a musical. Yeah, that I is love it. it. 
I love mm. it. Although sometimes I do get slightly concerned when she's dancing. I'm like, are you okay, hun? Yeah. And also she's got that like little diva-ish side that, you know, <laughs> tone that down, Mariah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was um, that was super fun. Had a really, really nice day, actually. Really nice afternoon. Very wholesome. Lovely. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And then we've had, uh, yeah, a few worky bits. I don't know what's been... Oh, also, actually, got my nose pierced. Oh, my God, what a saga. <laughs> Got my nose pierced on the other side. Uh, the day Saga. before, we had a roundtable discussion and it was fucking bleeding. It was literally bleeding, but it wasn't just bleeding. It was like crusting. It was so <laughs> it was absolutely disgusting. outrageous. But she made it into a, such a scene and everyone knew. She actually did her intros and was like, it was like, what's fun? Name some, say something that's fun, fun about fact. it. Fun fact. <laughs> And we got to Louise and she's like, well, my fun fact is that I got a second nose piercing and it's a bit bloody today. <laughs> fun fact is, I might be having a midlife crisis. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was fun. And um, what else? Also in my news this week. Uh, so I got my prescription for... So people, I'm going to be starting a journey of isotretinoin, which I'm super excited about. I feel like I've been waiting. Add that to the jargon buster. Add that to the jargon buster. <laughs> I have been waiting for this for so long. Um, little backstory, when I gave up breastfeeding, I gave up breastfeeding like it was an addiction. It was quite emotional, to be honest. Um, but when were I stopped you breastfeeding... Were you having the... Oh, right, can you stop when you stopped breastfeeding? When I stopped you, breastfeeding... It sounded like you were the one that was going for the milk. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, I stopped breastfeeding and it just caused an absolute riot with my hormones. And, um, yeah, I got hom- hormonal acne, which I've had on and off now for like six years five years five and a half years something like that um on and off but yeah i've got this medication now so starting a journey start with me yeah i'll update ta- you you're gonna take us on the journey you're gonna, i am gonna yeah. take you on the journey yeah, yeah because there's some like you know heavy um what's it called not symptoms side effects side effects yeah that can that can uh happen when on this medication so um yeah i'll keep you updated on that one buckle up everyone it's gonna be a ride mm-hmm yeah. Well, yep. thank you. Welcome. How about your week? How have you, have you been this week, Ology Day? How's your well-being been? Someone called me and asked me that the other today. Yeah. Like, How's your well-being? I'm like, well, <laughs> well, I've been feeling. Ex- to be honest, I have been feeling extremely stressed. If I'm, I'm being totally honest and open with yeah. everyone. I have been feeling really stressed. Mm. I feel I've had a sense of overwhelmingness, like this anxiety of. There's a lot of plates spinning at one time. Yeah. Um, and I'm, yeah, I started to feel like I was crumbling a bit. But I have got a great support centre around me with, you know, with yourself and with Sean. Mm. Um, and yeah, so, and actually a couple of other friends, like one of my friends, Hannah, called me yesterday and she's like, just wanted to make sure you're okay. And I was like, I'm not. <laughs> I am not. Um, but my week, other than feeling like um, the world is capsizing on top of me, um, <laughs> my week has been really good. Um, I went to see a fantastic show in the theatre called Sylvia. If you don't know, you need to know. If anyone has ever watched Hamilton or likes Hamilton or enjoys the music from Hamilton... I haven't seen it. What? Need, I know. You need to see Hamilton. You can even watch it on, I think, Disney now. Oh, really? 
really? They've got the because during lockdown they re- I'm sure they released it in lockdown and they put it on TV on Disney. I'm sure. Oh, I've um, got Disney. I'll watch it. Yeah, I feel like you can watch it. If not, just go on YouTube. You can probably find it on there. But it's honestly, Hamilton's amazing. But Sylvia is basically uh, about the suffragettes. It's about oh, yeah. uh, Emily Pankhurst and Sylvia Pankhurst um, and the suffragettes. And it's basically a musical with like um, hip hop, R&B and garage. Oh, yeah. what? Yeah. It's... Do you know what? I think I saw an article about this the other day. Mm. Um, it's like the... the the story that wasn't told or something like that. Yeah. Is that the kind of like leading yeah. to it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, a, and it's like know. the relationship between Emily Pankhurst and Sylvia Pankhurst, so the mum and daughter, um, and about more about Sylvia, because it was we obviously history talks about Emily so much yes, as okay. the person that kind of changed things, but actually Sylvia did mm. so much more as well. Mm. Um, and, you know, a bit of positive discrimination here, but I absolutely love the fact that the two main headline actors were black. Yeah. And I'm always rooting for everyone black, so... <laughs> yeah. You know? And it was just it was just nice. Like, the, most, of the, most of the cast were black. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Emily Pankhurst and Sylvia Pankhurst were not black, so... Yeah, no, I know. No, do you know what? I can't remember where I've seen this now. I think I might have seen it on United Agents' Instagram. Mm. Yeah, I think that's where I did see it. Yeah, it was a fantastic show. My only feedback for the Old Vic Theatre is you're not very inclusive with your seating, okay? I was in severe pain. I I feel like a lot of theatres are like that, though, right? No, but this was like, this was like, I can't even demonstrate it, but I was literally squashed. Bearing in mind, Sean is small, Mm. so I'm encroaching in Sean's space, bless him, all the time. Um... (laughs) all the time encroaching his space and I'm like yeah you're small I'm taking up some of yours but then I had this other woman sitting next to me and I just felt so uncomfortable the whole way then my knees were like right at the front and I've got big feet so there was no for me to put my feet so I had to tuck my feet underneath me I bet you had some clot hoppers on as well I did I had some chunky shoes (laughs) and I was just like fucking hell this is so uncomfortable and I couldn't stop you know when you're not uncomfortable and you're fidgeting yeah and you're like this constantly and I was like so my only feedback to the old Vic if you're listening because obviously you're listening is yeah fix your seats because that's not it's just not comfortable and I get that you have to get people jam-packed to get mm. the money, to make enough money to be able to keep the theatres running. But think about people that are slightly bigger boned. Mm. It's not fair. It's not fair at all. And it's also not fair on the people sitting around me. So I literally got so distracted then by a casualty, <laughs> casualty theme song in my head. Okay. Sorry. Back in the room. <laughs> <laughs> the sirens were going outside. <laughs> When the siren, what's that song? When the siren, and we get so distracted. Oh, so Georgia easily. Smith. Georgia Smith. Mm. Anyway, so that was amazing. Um, and then, you know, I have this week done a panel. Did yeah. I do a, a panel um, for hospitality? Uh, hospitality. Uh, jobs. <laughs> <laughs> hospitality. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, so I was on, sat on a panel with Hospitality Jobs UK. Hmm. Um, interesting conversation that i think the subject was a bit broad and there was only 30 minutes to talk about the subject which is not a very long time and you've got three people on the panel Mm. um and the subject heading was inclusive inclusive the future of inclusive recruitment um dni strategy and lgbt workforce lgbtq plus workforce in hospitality and it's just like there was those are three very 
broad subjects. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we did a good job. I think the three of us sat on a panel with our good friend Kieran Bailey from yeah. Otolo. Um, and was it Kerry? Kerry from Compass. Compass. Um, and it was chaired by Karen from... Um, she was the MD of Green King, mm. um, and it was, it was just actually quite a nice conversation. Yeah, I and, think so. Yeah. And me being the disruptor that I am, you know, always have to say my two pence when it causing needs to be scene. causing a scene when it needs to be a good scene. Good scene, yeah. When it needs to be, I, I won't sit on panels. And, and people always say, "How do you pick which panels you go on?" I'm like, I will go on and sit on any panel regardless because mm. it's an opportunity for me to talk and share my point of view and my point of view is also very different to some pe- other people's point of view and that doesn't mm. mean that I'm right or that person's wrong it just means that it's good to have different perspectives in a room on a conversation so I like going because also I learn from listening to other people on a panel yeah of course and I also educate other people from a different perspective mm. and you know it's, it's just nice to have varied voices exchange so, of perspectives exactly so that I, I enjoyed today it was nice um, uh, yeah, it was good fun. It was good fun. It was lovely. And we've had, yeah, some really good meetings with clients. I feel like there's a lot of traction going on at the moment for us at CC, which is mm. fabulous. But, um, but, you know. It's fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah. We, um, you know, I'm just, we need to we need to get better tech. We need, <laughs> if anyone is listening and you are good at tech and feel like you want to volunteer some of your time <laughs> to helping us just get our shit in order. <laughs> please come forward because mm. currently when Louise and I want to book a, a meeting, there are several WhatsApp messages that go backwards and forwards before we finally agree on a, de- on a date and time. And then something will happen and Louise will go, oh no, I can't do that. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, stretched. <laughs> it's so stretched. So we need to get our tech in order. But it, I, thought, I think we sorted that out already today, no? Well, we downloaded an app. Yeah. <laughs> That is basically it. We've sorted it. We've downloaded an app. We've sorted it. We'll just park that there and come back to it later. Downloaded an app. (laughs) And now we need to get the app to do something. So, yeah, that's going to be my focus for this tomorrow. Um, But, yeah, good week all round. And I'm feeling positive about where we're moving towards. I feel like... Yeah. What did you say to me the other day? You were like... I have when I was having my my little episode. I said it, it you know it always becomes it, this is always this always happens when there's like a big breakthrough about to happen and you know you're leveling up on some stuff. Yeah, so I've basically told me to buckle in. Buckle in. Buckle in, hold on tight and enjoy the ride. It's the storm before the calm. Yeah, that's nice. The storm before the calm. Mm. I'm looking forward to some calm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on to what's the word on the street? Word on the street. Word on the street. Word on the street. Word on the street. What's the word on the street? Word on the street. Word on the street. God, I love it. Someone's gonna like want to come up to us and be like, "Do you want to release a song, a single, for, or a jingle, or a jingle for We're on the Street?" Anyway, you go. You start first. Um, what is the word? Uh, do you know what? I haven't had any chance to look at the news this week. What? I don't know what's going on in the news. Okay, so the first thing I, which I actually was sent, which I really liked. Well, I'm in two minds of because it's got to do with the government and, I, you know, me and the government are... Yeah, anyway. So, uh, the headline is... <laughs> London to offer free school meals to all primary pupils for a year. Sadiq Khan's plan is spurred by Minister's failure to act will save families about £440 per child. 
Um, so basically, he is launching free school meals to all primary school kids across London for a year um, to tackle what he has said was a failure by by ministers to su- step up for support during the cost of living crisis. When's that launching? The move... Um, if you, bear with, caller. Sorry. <laughs> The move will come into force from September, saving families. You won't be covered, love. You're not in London. (laughs) (laughs) The move will come into force from September, saving families about £440 for every child and benefiting 270,000 children. Um, That's that's what's estimated. So, I mean, it's it's bloody... Maisie's moving back to pack lunch anyway. She said the school dinners are shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, who wants a school dinner anyway? But I suppose if you don't have a choice. She actually said the other day, and I felt, I was like, oh, it made my heart wrench a little bit. She was like, mommy, I... Because she, she used to have pat lunches, then school introduced jacket potatoes, and she loves jacket potatoes. So she was like, I want to move to um, school, school meals. Yeah, like it was through the winter as well. So I think she was just like craving a hot meal for lunch. And anyway, she said to me the other day, Oh, mum, I have my lunch at school and then I actually just always walk away still feeling hungry. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, <gasps> we're going back to pat lunch. I'm going to feed you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like the idea that they're doing it. I think it's great. I also, my question, yeah, my question is always like, idea. where's that money coming from? Well, like where, where all the money comes from. Where are we going to get hit from next? But, you know, cool, feed the kids, cool. But, like, yeah, don't raise taxes. Was it you that said to me the other day that we're actually, like, coming out or, like, we're not yeah, in a recession me. anymore? I heard it in the news. I swear to God, I heard it in the news on one morning and I was sitting, lying in bed in my hotel room and it was, like, I was coming awake and the news was on and I was like, and it said, we are no longer in a recession. Because I got a or, message. And we are temp- we're in 10%. I can't remember what it was. I, I got a text message from O2 the other day saying, <laughs> from April, yeah! your bill is going up 13 point something percent due to the recession. <laughs> I was like, I thought we wasn't in a recession. <laughs> yeah, because they're saying that the cost... bills are going they're up, saying rent's the, going they're up. They're saying that the cost of living is not going... That the cost of things aren't, isn't increasing anymore. They're seeing a decrease in, in things. I'm sure that's what I heard in the news. But, you know, I'm yet to see it. I mean, I literally... What was I to go to the other day? And I was like, why... Why is everything so much more expensive? Like everything is. What was it? What, I said it today. Was it today? I said to you something. Oh, it was a coffee. Oh yeah. A prep. I bought <laughs> yeah. two coffees and it was seven pound eighty. And I was like, is it or, or is it me? Or does that seem really steep? Well, I said Starbucks is more expensive. Starbucks is way more spenny. Bank of England rate sellers rate setters said that in the most recent outlook for the UK economy, they expected gross domestic product to shrink by about 1% across the year and the first quarter of 2024, making it the only G7 nation to suffer a recession in 2023. So I was wrong. Okay, cool. Thanks for that, James. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Good news. I was trying to have some hope. Okay, hope. That's what I was trying to have. Were you trying to manifest that we're not in a recession? I was trying to manifest that the recession was out and we are going back to just normal, but it's fine. Actually, what is normal? It's fine. What is normal? Anyway, the other piece of news that I saw was, um, which I think is from a while ago now, actually, but it was about Grenfell Towers, um, the fire, obviously, the tragedy being turned into a BBC TV drama. Mm. I don't know how I feel about it. I kind of feel like, mm, no. Mm. 
trauma. I don't. Yeah, like I look. I would just. I would like to think that obviously they've spoken to the families of those people and you know said. Well, got permission. Is it okay? You know? Do you think? Oh, so paid it's them. Not triggering. Or paid them. Or paid them. (laughs) I'd like to think that that's what they would do, whether or not they would be able to do that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just I saw it and I was like, "Mm, I, no, I just knocked the mic. I was like, "Mm, do you think that maybe we should stop showing people trauma so they have to relive stuff that they've been through and trigger triggering stuff and like people lost family friends loved mm. ones their whole entire lives mm. and i just feel like to then turn it into a tv drama for the world to watch is that necessary yeah, for entertainment for entertainment it's not even a documentary, it's not a documentary. yeah it's it's it's, what? it's a yeah it's a tv drama weird, actually it's a tv drama it's like what it's like he sent us yeah i don't know about that yeah exactly but i, I yeah you know bbc i'm I don't know. Let us know. Give you... us an explanation. Yeah, tell us. <laughs> Call us on 07902 310 585. Anyway, uh, the final bit of um, word on the street was about, and I can't, and I'm gonna, just going to tell me off for saying it wrong, but it's Ronald Dahl. Roald Dahl, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Roald Dahl. <laughs> Ronald Dahl. <laughs> Why are you saying Ronald? It's not fucking Ronald. Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Roald Dahl, um, Rishi Sunak joins criticism of changes to authors' books. So basically, the Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, has criticised changes to Ron- Roald Dahl's books after the removal of some of references to things like character, characters' appearance and weight sparked a fierce debate. So... Dahl's estate and publishers said that works including the BFG and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory had been updated to more suitable for modern audiences. Some said they approved the changes, but Mr Sunak's spokesman uh, said that the works of fiction should be preserved and not airbrushed. Thoughts? Do you think that things that have already been published, already out there in the world, need to then go back and change them to suit where we are now in the world? No, because that is that. No, I, I actually agree with Rishi. I Same. think that they should stay because that's how you start tampering with history and things like that. So, what you're just going to start like plastering over certain books and you know pieces of information that are coming out, and then in like 50 to 100 years, history is going to be completely and utterly written differently to how it actually happened. Mm. So I agree with them with what you just said, and I also think that by changing, and this is actually what it goes on to saying, which is also um, how are you measuring progress and success, like in terms of like language, if you're going to keep changing things to suit the modern day. Yeah, I think what I can't remember what it was, Sorry but basically, but basically it says, um, Roald Dahl was no angel, but this has this is absurd censorship. The Midnight's Children and the Satanic Verses writer posted on Twitter, Puffin Books and the Dahl Estate should be ashamed. Um, Do you know what? Yeah, you've got, you got people like Balenciaga, yeah, posting current images of their campaign with the weirdest fucking material in the background of their f- photographs and people are worried about taking out the words like fat and stuff from Roald Dahl's book. I feel like people's um, levels of what they censorship 
mm. differs for different people. And I feel like, you know, stay on one level and mm. have that same that same oomph and that same, you know, for everyone. Stop changing it up, if that makes sense. Anyway, just want to quickly say this thing which I read on here, which says, you know, um, Ronald Dahl, Roald Dahl's books <laughs> should be allowed to fade away rather than, than changing them um, and making them more current again. Like mm. what you're, because by changing it, you're then bringing that back into circulation. Mm. Whereas there's so many books that are being written the right way for children that we should be sharing with our kids because those are the right books to share rather than going back into history and rewriting books that actually don't mean anything anymore now. They're not current. The story doesn't matter. Leave them in history. Let them fade away. And oh, then, I don't know. I don't know if Rob Dole's books will ever fade away, really. In the same, like, you know, genre, I guess, you know, with the books being changed and you saying that you don't think they should be, we can't erase history, do you think statues should be removed? Do I think statues should be removed? What, yeah. what relevance is this, sorry? So, like, you know how, um, especially in the pan- panorama, a lot of people were taking down statues and black after Black Lives Matter protests and that movement, statues were removed, statues of um, slave owners, statues of people that... Um, yeah, had ceded ceded paths in history. They were taken down, or um, by the government, or even removed physically by protesters. Do you think that that's should be done? Or? Yeah, get rid of them all. Just fucking get rid of all the statues. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I don't, I don't get actually, rid of the statues. Get rid. I actually don't believe that statues shouldn't are even a thing that needs to be. What a waste of money. Yeah, I feel like it's <laughs> like what what is this representing? What is this for? What's the mm. purpose? So yeah. That is, that was that was that was that. I wanted to get your opinion on it. I also I think you're right. I think it's like leave the past in the past. Let it let it lie in terms mm. of the book. Um, but the statues get rid. Um, and I feel like let's focus more on the authors that are doing really good stuff at the moment. Let's let's put our attention into those people and circulate those books and invest more in these books that are like educating kids on how to communicate with each other and how to respect each other i don't think there's anything wrong with those other books though because actually they really do they they are good tools for imagination right so there might be Mm, some elements of them yeah that you that are not um quite right for the modern day but as a parent that's down to you to educate your child on what's right and what's wrong you don't need to remove the whole book to be able to to do that as a parent but you can allow the children to read like old classics and books of like you know well-revered authors and they're revered because of the imagine the imaginative piece behind it let the kids expand their imagination you know they don't have to just be educational that is education in itself we need imagination to we do need imagination we do yeah i i will i will yeah, I agree to an extent, I guess. <laughs> to an ex- Cheers. To an extent. Cheers to that. Anyway, <laughs> let's have a hard stop on that one. <laughs> Just want to move us on swiftly to discuss the topic of the week. You know, topic of the week. <laughs> so what have you brought to the table today? Um... Well, because we've highlighted uh, a lot on sort of representation and tokenism, I'm keen to have a conversation about how you represent neurodiversity and LGBTQIA plus community because we've spoken a lot about sort of representation in like, you know, 
to do with gender and to do with race. These are visual representations, right? But if you're neurodivergent or you are from the LGBTQIA plus community, then you're not visually representative of your group. Mm. So that would be my, that's my, um, that's the conversation I would like to have today. <laughs> it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it's hot. Yeah. You can't see it. You can't see neurodiversity. You can't see if I'm gay, lesbian, trans, bi, whatever. No. So how do you represent without having to introduce yourself as, oh, I'm da 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 and I'm, I've got a neurodiversity, I'm neurodiverse, or I'm da 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 and I'm gay, and I'm da 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 I'm trans. So introducing, I mean, yeah, obviously introducing yourself, you're not going to start. Because I yourself as that, but I never. Because like, a lot, but some people do though, right? Some no, people some do people, actually feel the need to have to introduce themselves, and I think depending on the setting, obviously. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I've come across a lot of people that I feel like their intro is always a lot to do with their sexuality. Is like part of their intro, whereas I don't think I've written generally. Like today on the panel, I didn't feel the need to have to say that I was gay, gay, gay. Gay, 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 gay. No, I know, I mean? but this is this is what I'm saying. So, like, if you if you was like just going out for dinner with somebody and they brought their friend along, they might not go, "Oh, hi, I'm Sarah and I'm a lesbian and I come from Sweden." Like, they might not, you know, that's a setting where you probably wouldn't. That'd be a bit odd, wouldn't it? You'd be like, "Oh, oh right, okay, cool." <laughs> um, but if you're sitting on a panel to talk about the LGBTQIA plus community hmm. then you might want to introduce yourself as that so that you can show that there is representation in i don't know a role that you're in such a role or whatever yeah yes i think that with that with those sorts of groups the only way to really show that there's representation in like let's say senior roles or whatever um is by sharing stories yeah yeah. And sharing those facts about yourself mm. and and taking people like on or taking people through your experiences um so i think it's, i think like you said i think you're right i think it very much depends on the situation i think yeah. if you're trying to like you said if you're sitting on a panel or, or you're sitting in a senior role and you're trying to exp uh, you know show representation then sometimes there is a need to share stories. Like I think I've been speaking to someone recently in a in a you know in a big business, and they are you know in a senior role, but no one actually knows that they are from the LGBT community. Mm. And and I was like, you know, it's really important that you do share you you do you do share your story mm. because actually that is an element of diversity already there in a leadership role oh, definitely. that people already don't necessarily see. Mm. Um, and actually it will empower other people potentially from the community to... Want, and inspire. Yeah, to inspire. And it's like, you're right, yeah, it is about sharing stories. It is really powerful. It's like when, it's like Selene, for instance, talks so much, so openly about, you know, her neurodiversity. And I mm. think it's I think it's so important, because especially with neurodiversity, with LGBT, I'm... I'm, I guess I still have like this, a lot of work to do with with just talking about that space. Yeah. But I feel like with neurodiversity, there's not enough people talking about it. Whereas no. I, feel, I do feel like with not so much trans, but like with mm. LGBT, I do feel like the LGB with LGB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the LGB bit, there's a lot of people talking about it. I feel like that's 
it's actually a bit saturated with representation in my eyes. I feel like there is lack of representation potentially from the POC community, mm. so people of colour, talking about LGBT matters and being mm. out out in the workplace because they're like, well, I'm already black or I'm already Asian. I don't want to add another fucking yeah, yeah. intersection into it. So yeah. I'm going to just stay in the closet for a while because there's no point. Mm. Whereas neurodiversity, there is just no one talking about yeah. neurodiversion. There yeah. is no representation anywhere with it. So I kind of feel like I kind of would park that LGB bit and focus more on the T and and then focus a lot more on neurodiversity in terms of representation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But then I can I can imagine that it's very difficult for people to to talk about that sort of stuff. Mm, what? Neurodiversion. Yeah, to talk about, yeah. Yeah. But do you think that's because Well, I think all all of it, I think it's put, you know, there there's definitely people who find it extremely uncomfortable to talk about those personal parts of their lives. Um but like I mean, I'm I I'm pretty sure Selene has have really had to build up the confidence and work up the courage to to speak as openly as she does now, and you know, I think that's probably quite a tough journey. Yeah, I can't wait to have her on the show. Yeah, yeah she she she, honestly, just listening to her talk just always fills me with so much hope and joy. And She's, like, yeah, yeah. And I feel like there we just need more people like her to be able to share their story. And I guess you're right. It is, She's a little diamond. She is a diamond. I feel like it is really hard to talk about stuff that is really personal to you because you have to, first of all, accept that it's something that is you and part of you before you yeah. can then open up about it and share it with other people. Which is actually a really good point as well because I mentioned before my youngest brother... Um, Theo, he's he's 16 this year. Uh, he was diagnosed with ADHD and ODD when he was quite young. And if I say to him now, like, what's ADHD? What's, he's like... <laughs> really? I don't know. And he, it's almost like he he's just him. Yeah. And he thinks the way that he thinks. And he doesn't really register that the way that he thinks is different to other, the way that other people think but mm. he just acts the way that he does and it's almost like it hasn't sunk like in the penny hasn't dropped yeah <laughs> but that <laughs> may but that may oh, that, i don't know like, i do feel like there's kind of like something quite nice the fact that it's not it's not that isn't who he that's not the only no, thing no, that no, makes up who he is on the flip side of that obviously he had his diagnosis when he was very young yeah so i think he was probably about three and so he's spent his whole life knowing, knowing that's that that's part of him. him. Yeah. Uh, whereas a lot of people have reached sort of teenage years or adulthood, still not having a diagnosis, mm. but thinking that they think differently to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Never, I've actually not really ever clocked it. Thought about it like that, but yeah, he's very much like just. I don't. I don't really. He's like. I don't really know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> himself. Um, Do you think he'll get to the point though where he'll want to learn more about what makes him the way yeah. he is? Yeah. 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 I do. I mean, he's. Yeah. He's only. You know. He's fifteen. He's into all sorts at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. So going back to, to the origi- going back to the original question, if you want to show representation within neurodiversity and within the LGBTQ plus IA community, 
the power is through storytelling. I mean, we talk about this all the time. The power of anything, the power of stories for everything is immense. Yeah. Not enough people share stories or even ask enough questions to be able to get the stories out of people. Yeah, and it's literally like, it's a free resource. Yeah. <laughs> what? There we go. I've got my cloth today. <laughs> it's a free resource because so many people keep asking us for freebies. <laughs> no, but like just on a day to day, yeah. If God. you are just just sharing experiences with people and listening intently, not listening to you know, not not what I find these days so much is like you have conversations with people and people are just listening to respond. Yeah, yeah, that's not listening intently. Yeah, yeah, and it's I, so annoying. We, that should be that should be part of our, that we should need to do something with about around listening intently and about what that actually means. We should do like a little a little ticky tocky. Oh, we should do a little ticky tocky like an example of listening, an example of listening intently. Yes, we're TikTokers. <laughs> oh my god, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine Can't the other night with the other night about TikTok, and she is like, and you know who you are. And I hope you're listening. I hope you've not just stuck to the jargon buster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was so messy. Oh I my know God. who you are now. <laughs> <laughs> but she was saying about how she was saying about how you know you shouldn't follow the trends on the TikTok, and you should make your own trends on the TikTok. And yeah, we, I and, mean... we, and we literally bumped into these girls last night in this pub, and um, she was giving them advice. I mean, honestly, it was the best thing ever. And she was telling them about how, fuck everything. She, fuck, <laughs> she sounds like Jennifer Coolidge. She's like, fuck everything. Have the best time. Live your best life. And don't follow the trends on the TikTok. <laughs> Make the trends. And I was like, to be able to be a trendsetter, you have to follow the trends to start off with and then you make a trend. You kind of have to, you kind of have to, Get your following and then make a trend. You right, okay, just... we're talking about TikTok exclusively. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I think in, yeah, 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 yeah. We haven't followed anyone in CC. We've done our own thing the whole time. And we're setting trends. Look how many people are saying, like, you know, nicking our terminology. Oh, <laughs> fuck it out. It's getting wet over here. Shit. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> um, anywho, <sighs> licking my non-existent hair. Oh my um, gosh, you should bring the purple wig on one day. Have you still got that purple wig? I've, you mean the curly wig? No, the the little bobby one. Is it not purple? No, it was curly afro, like blondie. It's definitely a lilac-y anyway, purple one. We digress. Obviously, it's got loads of them. <laughs> got a collection of wigs everyone i don't um i used to try my mum's wigs on when i was younger did you yeah i used to have an array of wigs she's actually got a room of wigs um anyway is she still yeah she has because obviously now they've got an empty house it's like she's just wigs everywhere (laughs) just like spread out (laughs) the other thing that i wanted us to touch on today um because it is coming up to the end of something um Mm. it's it's theme days (laughs) what (laughs) how do we (laughs) what do we feel about theme days (laughs) and when i say theme days what i mean by theme days is so throughout the year 
DNI, DEI, whatever you want to fucking call it today, has loads of different things to celebrate, whether it's Black History Month, whether it's Transgender Awareness Month, whether it's like this month, February, right. is LGBT Mental History Month, awareness. Mental Health Awareness Week, Mental it's Health Month Awareness Month. It's like literally there's something to celebrate all the time. Which is quite nice, but virtually impossible to cover everything. Virtually impossible to cover everything and... and and my thing about it is that it feels forced and performative. Yeah, of course. Like, it feels like... You... Sorry. Yeah, yeah, go on. I was going to say, it just feels like you're looking on the calendar, you're like, okay, today is International Women's Day. Let's celebrate women. Mm. Well done, women. We love you all. Yeah. You're doing well. And do you know what this Close year... the book. Yeah. Do you know what's funny about International Women's Day? Do you know what the... I just knocked the mic. You did well. knock the mic. Do you know what the theme is this the year? Oh, the theme is ridiculous. You're going to die. You're uh, going to die. Equity. Embrace equity. Yeah. You. Oh, yeah, you were there. I was there, babe. And it was a picture. They're actually on the website. It's a picture of a woman hugging herself. But wait, no, no, hang on. That that is that not one of the ones that was previous? That, no, that is this year. They always have a little gesture, that's, don't they? Yeah, but that's this year. It's embracing equity. We Oh, yeah. What was that theme? I can't remember. Anyway, my question is, with all these themes, first of all, what... what does embrace equity. What? <laughs> that is so broad. But that's the problem. They are always broad and they're, they're always their left for interpretation. And this year's one feels like they've just been so... They've been so... They're just like, oh, fuck it. What, what can we do this year? Embrace... Oh, women, hug yourselves. Yeah. Hug yourselves. Embrace your own equity. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Who comes up with this shit? Mm. And it's just like, okay, so then... And then, unfortunately, what then happens is that businesses then go, okay, this year's theme is embracing equity, everyone. How do we want to celebrate it? And then their brains are all going like... 101 miles an hour. I know. Let's do a cake sale. <laughs> Let's do a cake sale. We'll put a tin on the desk. We're embracing it. equity. There's some gluten-free in there. <laughs> embracing equity. Honestly, it's like... And so my thing is... Where is the action? Where is the action when it comes to these theme days? Mm. Um, because I don't think that people are doing anything other than just shouting about it telling everyone they're doing they're celebrating it and then like what is then the follow-up well that's it isn't it that's what makes it performative if it's if you're not doing the work behind the scenes continuously throughout the year for all these days that you want to celebrate then you are performing to an external gimmick and I, but the thing is i just want to state yeah come closer I really, want, I really want that camera to be able to move closer zoom to in. me oh to zoom God, in and out i don't people James Yo. is the James is the one, okay? Launch Pod Studios, everyone, check it out. <laughs> anyway, back to our scheduled event. So <laughs> I was saying that I want people to realise, yeah, with it when it comes to talking about these theme days, it's not that we're saying that we shouldn't highlight awareness. Awareness. Yeah. Cool. But what I'm saying is similarly to what I say about Black History Month, is that should surely Surely, surely the awareness should be continuous. Yeah. It shouldn't be like International Women's Day, we celebrate women and we're embracing equity one day of the year. The rest of the year, fuck you all. Yeah. Misogyny, sexism, sexual yeah. harassment. Gender pay yeah. gap. Let's do it. Let's yeah. fucking, the rest of the year, let's, let's have fuck it. it. Fuck it up! <laughs> <laughs> we are not okay. But you know what I mean? 
that's literally what's happening there. Like businesses are one day in the year they go, yeah. oh, it's a women's day today. Yeah. Let's love our women. And then yeah. for the rest of the year, let's touch your boobs. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mad, mad, mad. So in conclusion, awareness days, theme days should be something that we celebrate all year. Yeah. So are we boycotting it? I mean, I don't think that we've celebrated a themed day for quite some time. I know because it doesn't hasn't set, hasn't hasn't sat with us anymore. It just doesn't resonate no. with us anymore. I'm more about consistency. I am more about mm. let's have this conversation all the time. Let's yeah. always talk about women. Let's always talk about black people. Let's always talk about LGBT, trans, mental health, well-being. Let's do it all the time. Yeah, everything we do should be intertwined. Intersectionality, it's a big thing. Let's talk about it all the time. Let's talk about that on another episode, intersectionality and what that means. I think we touched about it. We talked about it on previous episode. Did we? Oh, look at us. <laughs> Anywho. Um, but yeah, to summarise, the two topics that we've spoken about today, I think have been really quite cool, quite interesting. So obviously they've started off with... Um, Visualization, visual representation for the LGBTQ plus IA and um, neurodiversion, how to do it, storytelling. Yeah. Free, free, free advice here, if people. <laughs> it's, it's, it's coming to an end, by the way, there's free advice. I'm joking. Um, He's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then theme days and awareness days. Come on, people, let's like, let's change the status quo. Yes, let's become disruptive. Up. Let's do more, let's do better, and let's let's go, we're gonna stop celebrating these awareness days and just doing stuff performatively, and let's focus on trying to embed stuff and doing it consistently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And create that awareness all year round. So yeah, yeah. we yeah. won't be seeing, actually you might see Black History Month because I'm always supporting everyone black, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, but you might see me winning another award for Black History Month because <laughs> I probably will. Uh, <laughs> No, but we're, we're gonna we're gonna boycott a lot of theme days. I think you know. I don't think like I also feel like a lot of people go and a lot of businesses just go and they celebrate each theme day, but then when you go and ask them what what that means and what the what was behind the theme and ask some questions about it, they can't really. It's talk normally about it. like let's ha- let's take a picture, post it on socials, and hashtag the shit out of it, and then tomorrow it's back to your normal working day. Just so that everyone can see that we have done something. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And we had a conversation today actually with someone and we were talking about theme days and we we're talking about how actually there is a way to do it where it doesn't feel so performative and it feels like actually you can do it where, for instance, LGBT History Month, you don't actually have to necessarily talk about it externally, but internally you could start mm. conversations about something yeah. within that month. Just to use it as a learning yeah. you know, it as opportunity. A, as a learning opportunity yeah. rather than having to post about it. And but then continuously do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise it yeah, becomes like a... It's still performative even if it's internal, if you're just doing it for one day and saying this is the reason that we're doing it and then the next day and the next day after that and the next month after that, no one's talking about shit. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so those are the two topics of this week for our E and I topic of the week. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, um, so we've got some questions. It's the question part of the show. Oh. 
It's question time. It's question time. Mm. This first question is... Have you done this question already? Who is doing the right thing out there right now? Who's doing the right thing out there? Because obviously we talked about doing the right thing and cancel culture last week. This is following on from that. Well, it's funny because we... we so he actually brought it up in one of our uh, one of our meetings today. Yeah, how weird! And he was like, "No one's doing the right thing." I did say that. He said, "No one's doing the right thing," which is true. People are trying. Let's rewind a little bit. Rewind the laptop. There's lots of people trying to do the right thing and on the right journey. Yeah, but there's just a lot of work and things to do still to to be sort of established as oh they're actually really doing everything right do you know what i mean for me i would say similar to what you just said yeah no one is doing the right thing for like from all characteristics from covering all points yeah and all spectrums and all of the interse- intersections because people are doing what I think is the right thing to do, which is they're f- focusing on where the fire is at that time. Mm. Whether that's mm. race, whether that's disability, whether that's LGBT, people are doing different things. Yeah. I also don't think anyone is doing it all really well. Mm. There are people doing pockets of stuff well. Yes. But again, people are worried and scared. There's so much fear about sharing what people are actually doing mm. in the space. Yeah. Because they're scared of, being cancelled yeah. or being told that they're doing it wrong um, so people don't share. So I really want to reach out to our community and get people to really start sharing some of the the things that they're doing. Hold tight for the summer event. <laughs> whoop, whoop. You heard it here first. Have an anxiety attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. Oh, God, yeah. Our summer event is definitely one that's going to be big. We did it last year. For those mm. of you that came, thank you so much. Really, fully appreciate you. You're all like incredible, incredible Sisu soldiers. Mm. And this year, we've decided that we are going bigger, bigger, <laughs> bigger. <laughs> we are going big. Because um, if you don't go big, you go home, right? Go big or go home. So we are going big. And we are um, looking for a sponsor or a series of sponsors. So if anyone wants Mm -hmm. to sponsor our event you know we are hosting it this summer in june in london um it'll be full of panels full of panel discussions around different topics you know we want to have we actually want the panels to be a debate get in touch for more information on what it actually entails yeah yeah give us a call drop us a text drop us a a text saying yeah we're going to give you 25k on 07902310585 Simple. 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 Anyway, so that was the first question. The second question, uh, I don't actually have a second question. That was the only question I had for this week. (laughs) So, don't know where I was going with that. Super. That's that's enough. Send more questions. We really, really would love to hear from you all, please. You are our community. We are trying to have a conversation with you. It's all about conversation. And we just want to be able to help wherever we can. Um, so yeah, if you want to get in contact with us at On the Sofa with Sisu, then please WhatsApp us on O seven nine o two three one zero five eight five. Ciao. No, we've got Manny's of the week. You need to calm oh, down. Oh bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> so 
sorry. <laughs> so, I do want to be here. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> you can start, please. What is your manies of the week? Manies of the week. Many of the week. Many of the week. Manies of the week. She's thinking. Oh, okay. No, um, this is a really shit one, to be honest. It's a shit one. But I don't know if I mentioned before that Ology Day bought me a cookbook. Is it a cookbook? Uh, it's a Bible. It's a Bible. It is the Kitchen Detox Bible. Um, so my man, it's not really a money, is it? It's more of like a... To do list. To do, yeah. I'm going to use it <laughs> <laughs> this week. You're manifesting to detox your kitchen. Mm, yeah, that's what. I'm detoxing my body. Yeah. Yeah. In preparation of your tablets. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah for your journey, you need to start clean. Yes. You're welcome. I'm just literally feeding you. Harry Bow. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst telling me I need to detox. <laughs> Gelatin. Yeah, lovely. Oh, I like that. Yeah, detox. Thanks, for babes. preparation. You're welcome. Um, my money of the week is um, to try and control my stress levels. I was... Um, as I said today, I've been really stressed in the last couple of weeks and feeling quite overwhelmed. I want to ma- manifest some some tranquility and some peace for my soul. Because, mm. you know... <laughs> Should we my- order some sound bowls? Oh, my God, yes. Let's do some sound... Yeah, at the mm. beginning of our sessions, of our potty. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't... Okay. I might. I might get too relaxed. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's what you need, just a bit of zen. I do fidget a lot. Then you won't spill as much as you do. Um, (laughs) But um, the reason, um, and then also because, like, Sean keeps on, back to my manifestation, because you just literally were taking it away from me. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I was trying to, like, I was thinking, like, we could buy some sound bowls, have a little sound bath at home, like, I could help you zen out. Oh, okay. That's what I was, Oh, I didn't feel like that's where you were going with it. You didn't get there quick enough. Oh, so I was. Yeah. Okay, I'm up for that. I'm up for it. I don't have a spare weekend until April. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good one. No, but I really want to work on like just some zen and some calm because you know what Sean said to me the other day? He went, I have a fear that you're going to have a heart attack before you're 40. What the bloody hell? I know. Can you have a word with him, please? Oh, Sean, man. You can't say shit like that. And I was like, to be fair... I I I I stress myself out. I put myself. I like my stress levels. Oh, hundred percent. Like, you do constantly, stress yourself like, out. and I'm not like looking after myself properly. Like I'm just like getting stressed and like taking on more and getting more stressed, taking on more, and like, eventually I will like you know have a breakdown. So yeah, I want some peace and tranquility. And this weekend I'm going to start with my peace and tranquility by drinking, going on a pub crawl, going on a pub crawl. Because that is my peace and tranquility. Come for me, yeah? Okay? Don't come for me. No, but like, that is, everyone does their thing. That's me doing me. I want to go out and just have some fun. I want to go out, have some fun. Let your hair down. Let your non-existent hair down. Talk to those abandons. You got a children tomorrow night, though. Tomorrow night. I want to get my nails done, but yeah. Anyway, money of the week for me is tranquility and peace. And yours is detoxing. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, that is it for another week of On the Sofa with Sisu. Yay! Thank you so much, everyone, for taking the time to listen to us. It's been 
fabulous as ever. Thank you. Stay brave. Stay curious. Stay honest. Love ya. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs>